Being a Better Man, Episode 45, Man Tears. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herrickstad. Today's episode of Being a Better Man is brought to you by The Mentoring Program. Personal, customized, one-on-one coaching and mentoring about anything that has to do with being a man. Offered exclusively at beingabettermanpodcast.com. Look for mentoring in the menu or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Being a Better Man. Today is Free for All Friday here at the Man Cave Studio. And I have some things on my mind that I would like to talk about. My name is Alf Herigstad, and I'm your host. The other night, my wife and I watched a documentary called The Mask You Live In. It was basically about the state of masculinity in America today. How boys are being raised badly and then turned into men who are all screwed up. The mask in the title refers to the difference between what guys feel on the inside and what they project out to the world, or their mask. Like most documentaries, it was a little lopsided. It had an agenda. I did agree with a lot of it, but I did not agree with some of it. For example, I do not agree that gender is purely a social construct, as this documentary alleges that men and women are exactly alike, and it's society alone that establishes, identifies, and maintains gender roles. And without societal influence, men and women would act the same. I think that is ridiculous. I think it's pretty clear that gender is a biological construct, primarily. One that is controlled by hormones in the brain. And we're mammals. And we can look at other mammal species to get a good idea of what's going on beneath our intellect. Right now, out in my pasture, as we speak, I have four lambs. For you city folk, lambs are baby sheep. Two of the lambs are boys and two are girls, and they're all the same age. The boy lambs act entirely different than the girls do. They're less shy and more bold than the girl lambs. They have other behaviors the girls don't have as well, like constantly trying to mount each other in the breeding position and headbutting, play fighting. The girl lambs just like to eat and stay out of trouble. So what's the difference between the girl lambs and the boy lambs? Are the girl lambs smarter? No. Are the lambs' gender roles being influenced by sheep society? No. The difference is testosterone. The boys have it, and the girls don't. It's the same with humans. But we have something that sheep do not have, and that is our big, fat human brains. With our intellect, we do not have to be slaves to our testosterone like the little boy lambs are. We are men, and we can choose how we act in spite of our hormonal impulses. Sadly, people often try to use these hormones as an excuse for bad behavior, when the truth is they are just exhibiting a weakness of mind and character. 
Once again, I'll say that there is no valid excuse ever for bad behavior. Okay, I just had to get that first part off my chest. That documentary did bring up some valid and critical points, and I'd like to discuss some of those now. While I don't agree that gender is purely a social construct, our society does have a significant influence in our gender roles that cannot be denied. There is a notion in our society about what being a man is. It's kind of a subtle notion that's perpetuated by toys, TV, movies, video games, print media, etc., etc. And it's totally messed up and incorrect for the most part, in my opinion. For example, society tells us that a successful man is an athlete with bulging muscles. He's good at fighting, and he does so often. And when he does, he always wins. He's aggressive in his career. He's wealthy. He has multiple sexual conquests. In fact, he's kind of a sexual predator. He never loses. He never shows emotions like sadness, grief, tenderness, kindness, love, or pain. He never confides his deeper feelings to anyone, if he even has any deeper feelings, and he never, ever cries. He's kind of the stereotypical, self-centered, douchebag, tough guy. And guess what? He isn't real. He's not a real person. And if he does exist somewhere, he's not emotionally or mentally well. He is not happy, and he will die alone and miserable because human beings were not designed to be like that. Sadly, there are a lot of boys and young men trying to emulate this type of character and partially succeeding at it. As a result, I'm afraid they are not being better men. Let's just talk about one aspect of this image of masculinity that society gives us. That one aspect is that men do not cry, or should not cry. This idea has been around for a long time now. I know most of you listening have heard this before. Most of you have grown up believing it. And at one time or another, you, you have been made to feel guilty because you could not live up to it. Then you may have turned around and used it to make someone else feel guilty about it. Some of you who are parents have even continued this tradition with your own sons. Because that's how you were raised. In my opinion, at the risk of offending those of you who think otherwise, I gotta say, I think this idea that men or boys should not ever cry is completely stupid. I think to deny yourself any natural emotion is not only stupid, but dangerous. When we bottle this stuff up, it still comes out eventually, but it comes out ugly. We have emotions for a reason. They are part of us, a powerful part. Being in touch with your emotions does not make you more feminine. It makes you more human and therefore more of a man. Do I cry? Yes, I do. I have never really cried from physical pain, even as a child. I never understood the correlation between physical pain and crying. Physical pain just makes me yell and scream. When I cry, it's when I'm so overwhelmed with an emotion that it can't be contained in my body. It overflows me, and that comes out like crying. That emotion is usually profound sadness or profound joy. I actually cry more easily when I'm positively touched or made happy by something. Like when my kids were born, I cried. When 
when I watch videos of servicemen being reunited with their kids and families, I cry. Or when I was on that reality show in Norway and I was taken to my family farm, I was overwhelmed with emotion so much that I just could not contain it, and I cried my face off right on TV. My man-tears salted the land of my ancestors many times while I was in Norway. Does it make me less of a man when I cry? No. Actually, I think it makes me a more complete man. It means I'm secure with my humanity. I'm comfortable with my manhood. I don't give a crap what other people think. And I'm aware and in touch with all the parts of me. That means I know myself better. And that's why I say it makes me a more complete man. I realize if you've grown up in a household that discouraged you from expressing emotions, that changing can be really tough. But all you can do is what you're able to do. I would encourage you to start trying. Start changing the way you look at expressing emotions. Start thinking about it. Take the initiative and do your own research about it. And if you have sons, really start looking at how you are training them emotionally. Are you training them to be complete people or the man that society thinks they should be? All that being said, I want to give you my spin on the when and how of manly crying. Remember, this is just my opinion. If you disagree, feel free to let me know over at the website at beingabettermanpodcast.com. I believe in common sense. Common sense dictates that, of course, you're not going to go around crying about every little thing. That would just be goofy. That would be as bad as not crying at all. So when should you cry? When your emotions overflow your body. That's the only time I can think of to cry, really. And I can't think of another time that would make sense, at least to me. The guys who've spent their whole life not crying, not crying at all, just shutting it down. There's a lot of guys like that. And you've had to push your emotions down or ignore them somehow. You've done it so long that you don't even know how to access your emotions anymore. If this sounds like you, my advice is to go get some counseling. If you have been choking out your emotions your whole life, then you probably have some nasty stuff bottled up that you need to work on. So we talked about when to cry. Now let's talk about how. Like everybody's different, but when I cry, I don't do the whole boo-hoo, wailing, and moaning thing. Frankly, that just seems like drama to me. When I cry, my throat gets choked up. It's hard to talk, and tears just come out of my eyes. Nothing else really changes. That's pretty much it. To me, that's what man crying typically looks like. I don't recommend the heaving sob brand of crying. Although, I found myself doing that a few months ago when my 16-year-old dog passed away. I didn't see it coming either. It just kind of smacked me, and there I was, just actually bawling. I didn't know what else to do with that grief, and I certainly didn't want it inside me. So, I just let it go. Really, it's not my job to tell anyone how or when to cry. It's kind of a personal thing. My main message today is letting you know that it's okay to cry. It's a normal thing for your species, which is human. It's good for your emotional health, and it puts you more in contact with your inner self, your entire person. It is my job to tell you when not to cry, though. There are certain times 
when men cry and it makes me want to throw up, really. Like when men cry in an attempt to manipulate women or to get out of trouble of some kind. Come on, guys, that's disgusting. Or when men conjure up some tears so that the people around them will think they are a sensitive man. Anytime some, somebody wants to be seen crying, that's a problem. Sometimes you can't avoid it, but the purest form of crying is when you're alone, in my opinion. There are a lot of fake criers out there these days, men who have learned how to cry at the drop of a hat because they want to be seen as a sensitive, modern man in order to influence people, usually women, in a certain way. I don't even know what to say to these guys, these fakers. I mean, uh, other than you disgust me. Emotions are a great gift that we enjoy as humans. Anyone who uses an emotion for anything other than what it was intended for, especially if you're using it to manipulate others, that person is guilty of abusing their humanity, in my opinion. So guys, the whole purpose of this episode is not really to be an advocate for men crying. I mean, I used that particular topic so I could make these points. First, being a better man starts with being a better human. And that means embracing your own humanity and all the little separate parts that make you a human. Crying is one of those things. Second, be your own man. Be a unique man. Be the first man of your kind on this planet. Do not let your peers or media or society or me dictate to you how to feel or how to express yourself or how you should be a man. It's your job to determine that. Your job and no one else's. Lastly, logic, reason, common sense, and the courage to use them are tools you can use effectively to battle against the forces of social pressure. They are tools that can help you be a better man. All right, guys, that's it for today. Head out into the weekend Use your heads, be safe, make it back here for Monday because I'll have another episode up then. And remember, your emotions are not your enemies. They're part of you. And you can learn to use them to be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.